All right, should we jump in? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to start. Let's. Um, we're going to look at Titus 3, verse 1 through 8 this week. So let me read it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Verse 1 says, Remind me then to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. So this is the context. This is the passage that you preached this this last week. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there, like you mentioned in the sermon, the thing that what you did initially is kind of what I was doing as I was reading this passage is there's certain things, there's certain words or certain phrases that kind of pop out to me, certain observations that I think were good that you brought out. And I think if we just dive in a little bit deeper on those things, um, then I think that might be helpful and cool. helpful for me and helpful for anybody that might listen to this. But okay. the first thing that stood out to me was the very first word, remind um, mm-hmm. You know, there's like so much in the New Testament about reminders. You know, you were mentioning just even just having your own personal reminders this morning. But like mm-hmm. having that so clear here as a first word, my my question here was, why do we forget so much? You know, <laughs> like if this is so important, if the gospel is supposed to be the center of our lives, why are we such forgetful people? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the the whole the way you said that supposed to be, that's the hardest part. I think it's so, and it's really easy. It makes it really easy for us to tend towards kind of self condemnation mm-hmm. or a collective condemnation that all of us, because this there's a certain way it's supposed to be, but it just never is that way. Mm-hmm. We should always be remembering. We should never be forgetting, and yet we do that all the time. You know, that's hard, and. It's hard to it's hard to think about that and not get kind of depressed, <laughs> discouraged about yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know I do. So yeah, the, I mean, the first part of that is just we uh, we forget because we're just not complete yet. You know, we're just not mm. we're not exactly like Jesus. We're a little bit like him, hopefully, mm. because of work done by the Holy Spirit. But we're just not. We're just not there yet. Yeah. So, it and I mean, what what is this all about? It's about God has done something for us, and He's told us about it. Mm-hmm. And what He's done makes us a new creation with a new set of desires and hopes and passions and all these things that are about Him now and not about our own selves. Like this is saying, just you know, passions and disobedience and selfishness and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's changed now and it's about him and it's about others. It's about service and, and love, but that's the way, that's not naturally the way we are. Yeah. So since we're not complete, we're going to keep kind of 
defaulting back at, at mm. cer- certain things are going to trigger us to default back to who we used to be, yeah. the way we used to think, the way we used to believe or feel or whatever. And it just, yeah, it's hard though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to think about because we don't want to think of ourselves that way. It's like, yeah. I mean, we, we love Jesus genuinely. And even in the midst of your forgetfulness, it's not like you stopped loving Jesus. Mm. You just forgot him. Yeah. And uh, I, I know it's, you know, the, the more kind of black and white person would feel like, well, if you really care about something, you're not going to forget it. And in large part, that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. the things that we really care about are the things that we are thinking about and devoting our time and energy to and all that yeah. stuff. But I mean, I love my kids, but sometimes I'm like, oh <laughs> man, I forgot to make lunch, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, just yeah. Like, but that doesn't mean I didn't love them. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I, we're just not we're just not complete yeah. yet, you know. Yeah, I like that. Um, something else, as I was reading through this, I didn't I didn't really see the connection. And obviously, you talked about works um, mm-hmm. on Sunday, mm-hmm. but I didn't see the connection until I was looking over this last night. But because I preached it badly, no. I, <laughs> probably like, I, well, there was your whole I, sermon, <laughs> but then I didn't catch the truth of it until after your sermon, and I studied for myself. <laughs> I was probably zoning or something, but I'm sorry. It's fine. Is this confession time? Right. <laughs> For me. Uh, no, but what I noticed was, okay, so like in verse one, you, you see the connection with the, uh, be, it's, he encourages us to be ready for every good work. Mm-hmm. Then scrolling down, basically down there at the bottom, he says, um, he talks about what God has done for us. And he says, not by... Um, not because of any good works that we did, yeah. right? So there's the works again. And then at the end, he's saying that we need to be careful to devote ourselves mm-hmm. to good works. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole one through eight category of like focus on works, mm-hmm. right? So like one of the things you talked heavily, I do remember this, you, you talked a lot about, um, you know, we work in a sense, I'm doing air quotes here, but mm-hmm. we work. we work in a sense... Because God has done something for us, not because we're trying to earn something, right? Um, which would make us righteous because of the works that we've done. But we we work because of God's work and the Holy Spirit's work in our lives yeah. in response, right? Um, because of what He's done, right? Um, how important do you think that is? Like we can get that backwards completely. Oh, always, like, I mean, that's what we always I mean, do. Yeah, that's why that's why Paul wrote that to Titus. Remind him. Because the human heart is naturally going to tend towards uh, what we all feel is you kind of, you get what you deserve. That's the human kind of natural mm-hmm. way of thinking and whatever. And people even try to spiritualize that and create systems like karma. Right. If you live a certain way, then the universe is going to pay you back according to how you lived or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then God just blows all that up with the gospel. It's about us not getting what we deserve at all. Praise God. We right. didn't get what we deserved, you know. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, of course, we always get that wrong, and we start tending towards this understanding of God as if he's a human being, as if he's looking at us going, well, why would I love you, or why would I be devoted to you, or be faithful to you, or keep my word to you? You've broken all your words to me. Mm -hmm. You haven't done anything for me. Mm -hmm. And so when we start thinking of him that way, we think, okay, well, if I do some good stuff, then I can get back on God's good side, mm. and then I can go back to him and pray, and he's not going to be like, where have you been? Yeah, He's going to be like, hey, there's my boy. 
man, I saw what you did over there. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Okay, what you need. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the Lord, you know. Yeah. You said on Sunday, God makes people good. I wrote this down, quotation. Mm. This is the part where I was paying attention. Okay, good. All right, let's God press makes, in here. <laughs> God, God makes people good, and we should be good people. Mm. So here's the question in response to that. Another should. Oh, <laughs> that was your quote. Yeah, that was me. Are we good or are we bad? Right? Uh, or do you need to take that cell phone call? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> we can edit all this. That's okay. Uh, <clears throat> are we good or are we bad? So uh, another thing, if one if one were listening to the sermon, another, <laughs> uh, no, it's the for the Christian person the mm. the question of are you a good person is not yes or no. It's a conversation. Okay. There, there has to be an explanation there because you could say yes and you could say no and you could have a biblical basis for both. Mm-hmm. Am I a good person in and of myself? No, I'm a horrible person. I'm rotten to the core. I'm just there's, there's nothing naturally good inside of me. Um, I'm I left to my own devices. I will rebel against God. I will do foolish things. Uh, I will be selfish. But then I am not just myself anymore because, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old has gone, behold, the new has come. So there's there's been this break in my existence where I'm not just a sinner. I was before, like Paul is saying, mm-hmm. you know, for we ourselves were once blah, 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 blah. But now you're not just a sinner, you're a redeemed sinner. Mm -hmm. And now, because of the Holy Spirit coming in, taking up residence, changing your passions, your desires, your hopes, Mm -hmm. um, all these things, now I'm a person who is covered in the righteousness of Christ. And when we're asking the question, is Jesus a good person? Of course. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. deliberation at all. Yes, mm-hmm. definitively. No, there, you don't even have to have the conversation. Right. Jesus is a good person. Well, now I have been granted, I've been gifted the righteousness of Christ. That makes me good. Yeah. And I have the Holy Spirit. And so with the Holy Spirit, I have the capability of doing good, genuine good, mm-hmm. not self-serving, not karma, not hoping to impress or whatever, just actual good works. Mm. So... The the conversation. So there, sh- there should be no hesitation to <clears throat> to strive to be a good person. No. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I know. It, you know what I mean? know what like, you're getting at. It's, there's like, there's this, uh, especially in like a very religious culture. Right. Yeah. You know? Where it's, I think false humility sometimes mm-hmm. keeps us from really answering that question biblically, because we can say, well, in Christ, yeah. I'm, I've been made good in God's sight, and I want to be a good person. I, I want to do good. But then if you remove the gospel and all you have is, I'm a good person and I want to do good, then, yeah. well, of course, that's off. That's yeah. weird. It sounds like it sounds boastful, and it sounds like you're trying to earn mm-hmm. favor with God. You know, Like, if right. you're a good person, you'll go to heaven or right. something like that, and right. we know the only thing that makes us good enough for heaven is Jesus. Right. So, it, yeah, but that's why it takes a conversation mm-hmm. and not just yes or no. Yeah. 
Do you think um, Do you think that's why it's connected here in the in the passage to um, we were once foolish, disobedient. We led were led astray, slaves to various passions. Do you think that that idea is connected to him explaining? Don't forget who you were, mm-hmm. because um, I don't know. I just I just read that and I was thinking. I think you even said like um, who like who we are. There's basically a, like the connection between the, who we are and who we were, mm-hmm. right? And so I think a lot of us forget. Maybe even most of us, because we grew up in church, mm-hmm. we either a forget who we were prior to Christ really doing something in our lives. Mm-hmm. Or we forget like how severe that was, like right. you know the depth of our own sin, right. and we don't understand that. So I, I think we forget that. Totally, we do, and that and, leads to a works righteousness life because yeah. you're like, I'm just gonna, I'm you know, I'm gonna pretend like I'm gonna forget who I used to be, mm-hmm. so I don't remember that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is that? Yeah, for me, it, I feel like in particularly in southern. American culture, mm. where it's pretty normal to grow up in church. You know, it's becoming less normal, but it's it's still pretty normal. I mean, it's so if you <clears throat> if you grew up in church, if you grew up in a kind of generally like you had parents who cared about some sense of morality. You mm-hmm. know, even if it was kind of a sliding scale, it's like there were rules, and there was like, hey, we don't do that, or we don't go there, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it's really easy to grow up feeling like, okay, I'm a Christian, and I know I was a sinner in theory, but that's all kind of hypothetical to me, and I don't really feel like I was ever a really bad person. Mm-hmm. And then you read the Bible, and the Bible's telling you you were a terrible person, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> rotten, yeah. to, you know, just uh, there's just nothing but darkness inside of you, but you don't feel that way. You feel like, well, I was. I mean, when I did my worst sinning, I was like a little kid or something. Like mm. the only time I didn't have the Holy Spirit in my life was like before I was ten years old or before I was twelve years old, and mm. I wasn't even capable of doing really. Do you think horrible people things. should think more about that, like regularly, like? Yeah, well, I think what we need to do is believe what the Bible says, mm-hmm. and and not believe kind of our perspective, because your perspective says, well, you know, if I kind of grew up in a in a Christian home, grew up going to church, whatever, mm-hmm. and I had some sense of there are rules and there are guidelines and God cares about how you live and whatever, mm-hmm. then it's it's easy to feel like I wasn't uh, I wasn't this person who was foolish, disobedient, led astray, a slave to various passions and pleasures, passing my days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. That wasn't me. I was I was pretty normal, that's pretty decent, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can feel that way, and then the result of that is to believe that Jesus saved you to make you better. Yeah. Not to make you alive, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, you're pretty good, and I would like to die for you to make you even better. Upgrade. And that's, yeah, exactly, like you're just getting an upgrade, and mm-hmm. that's just not the gospel at all. So if you if you don't spend time thinking about this and remembering who you were and really taking the Bible's word for who you were, mm-hmm. then what you're doing is removing gospel truth. Yeah. You see it on the page, and you kind of believe it in theory, but you don't actually believe it about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there's this 
you remove the starkness of yeah. I was dead, now I'm alive. I was a slave to sin, now I'm a slave to righteousness. Well, and people have to personalize it, don't they? Like, right. Like that's the hard work. Like we can come to church on Sunday and halfway pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I'm just right. Myself, sorry. <laughs> no, but like I can I can hear you preach about this, and mm-hmm. I can be like, okay, that's good. I right, feel encouraged. Yeah. I see the Bible saying that. But when it says I was slaves to very I was a slave to various passions and mm-hmm. pleasures, like I need to personalize that. Like, what was I a slave to? Yeah. How did God save me from that? Mm-hmm. And what did that mean for me? And I think that's where like that's the work of like thinking this through that really actually produces fruit. Right. You that's know? hard like, work though. That's hard yeah, yeah that's it hard hurts work. to think that you way. can't do that on Sunday morning. Like mm. You know, or you can start that, but the yeah, fullness of that there. can't. Right. You know, like that has to go deeper. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. You got to be able to go home and and ask the Lord about that. Yeah, you have to personalize. Like, what kind of fool was I? I mean, mm-hmm. if it's saying I was, if it's saying this person was foolish, mm-hmm. I must have been a foolish person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then I don't know. Yeah, really... and and then it makes you know if you know that you're not this fully perfected person yet, then you wonder, okay. It, in what way was I a fool? Mm-hmm. And is there any kind of residual foolishness still inside of me that I need to be aware of? Mm-hmm. Disobedience that I need to be aware of? Or, you know, various passions and pleasures, things that, am I still seeking some of those things? And yeah. I just didn't, I wasn't aware because I didn't realize how bad it was before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then part of the text that stands out to me is the where he's talking about, but when the goodness and loving kindness of mm-hmm. God our Savior appeared... And then scrolling down, it says, in his own mercy, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. right there, you have three very huge attributes of God. Mm-hmm. God's goodness, God's mercy, uh, his loving kindness. And mm-hmm. I think if we, if we forget who we were in detail, mm-hmm. personally for us, then we don't, we're not going to grasp right. the depth, I think, of God's goodness towards mm-hmm. us. You know, because, yeah. I mean, we should all be burning in hell, basically, like... Mm-hmm. For one little, you know, in our minds, minute sin, but because of who God is, yep. that is it. Like, That's it. Yeah. done. Right. You know, like, yeah, he's infinite. that holy. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, it's it, it, a lot of people ask this question, but particularly when you start having kids getting a little bit older and they're starting to ask the questions that are just really sincere and they're not guarding, trying to, you know, keep up appearances. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, why why did God allow everything to go bad with sin coming into the world, people failing and hurting each other and all these kinds of things? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this it's the Lord's business. And I'm not I'm not gonna try to speak for him completely, but if you start thinking in this vein, then it, it makes me feel like potentially one of the things that happens when God allows pain, allows sin, allows error, is you get to understand the redemptive side of God, the gracious side, the merciful side. And there's, I mean, imagine if if there was no, if there was no failure, if there was no rebellion, then you don't understand all of the characteristics of God that are about redemption and forgiveness mm-hmm. and giving things to people who don't deserve those things. Mm-hmm. we wouldn't understand that side of God at all. Mm-hmm. And like like Hebrews even says, you know, the angels are longing to look in and understand what we've received. We've received grace, and angels don't even understand, like, what's it like to receive grace? Mm-hmm. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm glad we know. We yeah. know God better. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not grateful for my sin or something, but I am grateful that I get to experience mercy. Yeah. Because it's yeah. a part of God. Well, and then just fast forward in the text a little bit, like to take that to the next step. Like, so I'm reading this last night and it says, the saying is trustworthy. Um, I want you to insist on these things. So that those who have believed in God. So my thought was, is like, we're talking about works and, we're t- and God is actually telling us, look for things to do. Like I'm at work in the world. So be devoted to, to being involved with what I'm involved in. But mm-hmm. at the core of it, like, can it really be as, simple as believing in God, like being a Christian, at its core, is it as, is it as simple as believe in God? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah. feels like there should be believe in God and don't forget to be a good person. Mm. Or believe in God, don't forget to go to church. Mm-hmm. Believe in God. But, you know what I mean? Like that's right. where my mind was going and I appreciate that. We, we kind of already talked about the works thing, but... Uh, I I just thought that, that I thought about that. I was reading that. Like, is it that simple? Right. Yeah. That that's the one of the very difficult things about Christianity mm-hmm. is that it really is as simple as when you believe, you become a new person, and the new person has new desires, and new hopes, and new passions and pursuits, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're you're not trying to be different. You've been made different. You are a different person. You're a different creature mm-hmm. than you were before. And and as a result of the belief, you're gonna live a different life. And and of course, I mean we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling and being careful to devote ourselves to good works. Like we're supposed to be thoughtful about this and intentional about it and give time and energy. And that's important. I mean, one of the, one of the things listed in the fruit of the Holy spirit is Mm self-control. So it's not just that, I mean, there is the aspect of the Holy spirit controlling us, the love of Christ, compelling us, all these things, but I mean, self-control is mentioned all the time as a fruit of being alive in Christ so the Holy Spirit's empowering us to control ourselves, mm-hmm. us to do good works. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it is so difficult to think, if I believe, then this will be the fruit. Not if I believe and I do this, or mm-hmm. if I believe and I can just blah, 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 then good things will happen. But mm-hmm. if you believe, it has a transformational effect on how you live yeah. and who you are. Well, and I'm kind of drawing that out in a sense because I think, um, I think especially in our culture, like people, um, they soften the word belief. Like, mm. you know, everyone believes in God around mm-hmm. here. But if belief really means trust, lean on, depend on, mm-hmm. that's not what they mean when they say they believe in right. God, right? So right. Yeah. I think that's a little bit of a, a difference too. Right. Between what we're saying is like right. when we trust in God and He does something in our lives, like, that is going to lead to other things. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. It, if it's genuine. Yeah. So the last part of the text talks about devoting ourselves to good works. Mm-hmm. So like, what does it look like in your life to devote yourself to good works? Mm. 
It looks slow and painful. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I, what's always happening in my heart is I, I believe what's happening in every Christian's heart, which mm-hmm. is the perpetual moment by moment battle of walking by the spirit and not walking in the flesh. Like having your your thoughts tuned to the truth of God, what the scriptures say, what the Holy Spirit is inspiring inside of you and not what your flesh is inspiring inside of you. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like every good work is a denial of yourself. It's just as soon as it becomes even the, even the way that you handle a conversation. Yeah, everything. Be a good work. Yeah, everything. Now, I, I'm kind of thinking of good work as in like, oh, you help someone. You went to the, on the soup side kitchen of the road. or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, like, why no. do we always think of homeless <laughs> ministry when we think of or changing a tire or something? Just like, <laughs> yeah. Or helping the old lady across right. the street. Yeah, exactly. Um, and those are those are works. You know, yeah. it's no, but that's deeper the way you're talking about it. I, yeah, I didn't think yeah, about that. I should have listened. To <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I got that deep into what a good work is, but uh, but yeah, being being ready for every good work. In, in contrast to you know how Paul described false teachers unfit mm-hmm. for any good work at mm-hmm. all, um, in and knowing that we should be zealous for good works and all those things, we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things about works to me is about it's just about the action of your life, and and everything you say, everything you do is just an overflow of what's happening in your heart. So, as soon as something I do becomes about me, mm-hmm. it's not good anymore. It's still work, but it's about me. It's not good. Mm-hmm. But if I'm walking by the Spirit, I think the Spirit is always going to be causing me to see others' needs. And like you know, Philippians 2, if you have any unity in the Spirit, any encouragement, any comfort, then make my joy complete by having the same mind which is yours in Christ Jesus and then goes on to speak about considering one another more important more significant than yourselves mm-hmm. and the picture of how Jesus accomplished that Jesus died in accomplishing that Jesus considered our need mm-hmm. and and didn't consider equality with God a thing to be held on to but he made himself nothing he emptied himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're looking at Jesus as an example of good works and how you actually live that out, it's the constant, perpetual, moment-by-moment rebellion against self-service and counting yourself as more important than others. Mm-hmm. And if you do, again, it's like belief. If you just have belief, then there's an outworking of that belief. You're not like you're not constantly just trying to do things to prove that you believe you're doing things as a result of the fact that you actually do believe. Mm-hmm. And if you actually do walk by the Spirit, the Spirit's going to inspire this attitude of, well, if it's me or you, I'm going to do what's good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. If I go down or you go down, I'm going to go down. Because the Spirit inside of me is saying that matters more. That's more important. Yeah. And that'll cause you to speak a certain way to people, to build them up, not to tear them down. It'll cause you to actually interrupt your life in order to serve somebody and meet their need or even just meet their desire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, listen to Jesus talking about meeting other people's desires, even their 
wrong desires. Like, hey, if somebody demands you go a mile with them, go two miles. If somebody demands that you give them your shirt, give them your coat too. It just, it's, it's insane. It's so otherworldly. It just, you can't predicate it on any kind of natural desire. Yeah. You're, you're even talking about giving people what they want when what they want hurts you. And that's a controversial thing mm. that Jesus said because mm. immediately we start thinking, well, if that's good works, if good works is thinking of others, serving others, putting others before myself all the time, and whatever necess- is necessitated by that is what I do, then you're like, well, then you're just a doormat all the time. Right. Well, was Jesus a doormat? Mm. Because he laid his life down for people who hated him. They yeah. put him on a cross, and he's praying for their forgiveness, and he's mm. hanging there for their sins. So if Jesus is a doormat, then yeah, I'm a doormat. I'd gladly be called a doormat if Jesus is a doormat. Yeah, right. But that's just that's a radical kind of upside down way of thinking yeah. that Jesus established. Yeah, and that's I mean the only way to think about that is to have the Holy Spirit inside of us yep. make us that kind of person. That's it. I mean, it's just totally unnatural. Yeah, and yeah. and sometimes it even feels like. Sometimes it even feels like if you live that way, your your life is in a ripoff. Your your entire life is just going to be one ripoff after another. Mm-hmm. But then again, the gospel is a ripoff, but not for us, for God. Mm-hmm. Jesus dies and gets us as his as a prize. He he wins us. Look at us. Yeah, man. I mean, struggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could really, if you think too much about that, you could be tempted to think Jesus is like really regretting his decision. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is what I died for, but he doesn't regret it. No, you know, yeah. But it's again, if so, there's the gospel. Believe the gospel, mm-hmm. and as a genuine outworking and result of that belief, you will be growing in good works because you're getting more and more in tune with the heart of God, mm-hmm. and God is never saying, um, you know, I. I did this. Uh, I, I did this thing as a self-service. Jesus isn't. He's not hanging on the cross for himself. He was despising the shame. He was feeling all the pain of it, all the betrayal of it. Um, he was doing it for our sake. And you know, he. When it's all said and done. Every knee will bow, every right. tongue will confess, Jesus is Lord, he's right. going to get glory for that. And then he's going to um, judge our works. Yeah, he's going to judge our works, um, right. But, but then the gospel says there's a reward for us too. Right. So it's not, Jesus doesn't even stand alone as someone who endures a lot of pain and suffering to serve others and then receives a reward. That's us too. Mm. Um, but that's again. That's, that's another just really unnatural thing to live for yeah. some future reward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, hard. Like it's just otherworldly. That's good, man. Uh, maybe we can. Maybe we can end. Um, maybe you can pray. Let's just maybe just take a few seconds. Maybe and pray these things for our people. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's listening to this, um, I like the idea of just works, doing works in the right way, understanding God's goodness and kindness and. Um, Would you want to end in prayer? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, God, this is so, so difficult, this this idea that if we believe the gospel, if we remind ourselves and we remind each other of 
the truth of the gospel, it'll be profitable, it'll be excellent, because it'll, it'll encourage us and grow us and change us and make us people who are good, who do good. And we know that we should always be doing good in Jesus' name and not in our own name, not to build up our own reputation or, or people's view of us or appreciation of us even, but just that people would grow in their reverence and appreciation and respect for you and that you would be honored as a result, um, that people would look on our good works and they would praise our Father who's in heaven. So, Lord, please continue to work in your people, those people that you have saved and set apart. Uh, Lord, help us to recognize what are the good works that you would have us do for your glory, for the good of others. Uh, Help us to recognize those things and grow in those things. Lord, if there's anything inside of us that is seeking to somehow uh, do good works in a way that will cause us to be recognized or or appreciated or elevated in people's minds. Lord, please convict our hearts, purify us of those false motives. Help us to actually lay our lives down in a Christ-like way, in a self-sacrificial way. Even remembering what you said, Lord, that whenever we give, whenever we do good, we we should be careful to not even let our right hand know what our left hand is doing, but we should do it in secret, and that you'll see it, and there'll be a reward for those who do good works with humility and with that kind of sincerity unto you. So, we we confess, Lord, our need for help. Our conf- we confess our need to be reminded of this trustworthy saying, the truth of the gospel, that we were rotten people, but now in Christ we're good people, set apart for good works. Please, Lord, help us to walk in that truth, to walk by your Spirit and not by the flesh. We know that walking in the flesh is death, but walking by the Spirit is life and peace. So, we ask for your, uh, your empowerment your strength and your grace to be able to walk by your spirit and kill the flesh and hate the sin that comes out of it. So, Lord, as we just go about our weeks, our lives, uh, this new year, would you put it in our hearts and, and empower us to be careful, to devote ourselves to good works. Devotion, Lord, not just toleration, begrudging acceptance of some task, but that we would be devoted to doing good in Jesus' name. We look to you for this, trust you for this. We believe it's your will, so we ask that with confidence and believe that you're going to accomplish these things in your people. Thanks for Josh, for his devotion uh, to this good work of just helping people hear your word and... uh, and and all of the work that is entailed with making it happen. Lord, thanks for him. And please encourage him and bless him for it. And uh, we love you, God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I promise next next time I'm going to pay more attention to your sermons. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever.